1: Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we've got details of a major backstage promotion in WWE. We have an update on a previously unannounced AEW signing. We have the AEW star that The Undertaker thinks should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And after that, we have an injury update on one Kevin Owens. I'm Andy Murray, this is Big Mike, and this is the news. We're going to kick this one off by. Talking about a backstage promotion here in WWE, and it's somebody who was recently promoted on screen as well, turns out this was reflected backstage too, so it's kind of like a package deal and a good time to be alive if your name is Adam Pearce. Of course, with the arrival of Nick Aldis in WWE and him becoming the SmackDown general manager, Triple H promoted pierce into the uh, raw general manager role quite recently on tv well that's kind of happened backstage as well it's reported by fightful select that while pierce was once kind of a general producer for both brands he is now producing exclusively on raw which is regarded as a promotion here in wwe Um, it's noted that there might be exceptions Going forward, maybe he'll have to do a bit of Smackdown here and there based on demands, but hey, primarily, he's going to be doing Raw. And it's said here as well that he's gained a bunch of praise from talent and staff uh, for his work on screen and off as well. So good for him. Uh, It's been, you know, he's been in WWE for quite a while now, and it's been a really interesting journey, kind of watching him go from a guy who never appeared on screen to a weekly fixture. Um... He's had some high-profile spots here and there, lest we forget when they briefly uh, teased the idea of Adam Pearce wrestling Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Uh, They pulled that away as part of the angle. Um, And now he's got this raw role, which seems very productive and just good for him across the board. Adam Pearce, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I remember watching him wrestle in Ring of Honor, like, I don't know, like 20 years ago? Back when he was Scrap Iron and Scrap Daddy and all of that stuff. So when you've been following someone for that length of time, it's really strange to see them go from, like, indie wrestler to WWE fixture, but in a completely different role from wrestler to Postman Pearce, as Adam says. You know, authority figure on stage. Uh, so, hey! Shout out to Adam Pearce. uh I think he does a solid job. Uh, he's not like a totally overbearing authority figure like we've seen in the past, that is a good thing indeed. WWE is largely strayed away from that format and long may it never return. Um, weird phrase, but after that, we're gonna move on to our next story here. Uh, talking about a full-time AEW signing that was never announced. Um, and it's kind of obvious once i read this name that yeah they're they're signed uh, but they never got the tr- twitter treatment they never got the graphic they never got the welcome to the team they do appear on the roster but other than that they've never had the ceremony it's julia hart she's the tbs champion so yeah she's signed to AEW. she defroned chris statlander a short while ago um but it's quite interesting nonetheless it's Again, Fightful Select reporting on this, noting that there are actually several people in AEW who are in a similar situation, as in they've transferred over from being on like a per appearance deal into a full-time role, but they've never had the Twitter uh, gimmick. There's no word on why that is, but it's the case for a few people. And actually, they note here as well, that's the, uh, throughout the company's history. AEW has also had people on the roster page who aren't under full time deals too. So you got Chavo Guerrero giving as an example here, Jake Atlas, and currently Peter Avalon, who used to be full time but is now on a per date kind of deal there as well. So Julia's been with AEW pretty much since like 2021, 2020, um, when she started as part of the Varsity Blonde. She was like the cheerleader to the the college athletes. It was a good fit. um, But she's found an even better fit in the House of Black. And since being corrupted with the mist to the eyes and all of that stuff, in that storyline, you've seen a real growth and development from her. Uh, it's evident in the fact that she's now the TBS champion and doing a really good job on television every single week. I think she's a very important piece of the House of Black puzzle. Uh, I think she has really good on-screen chemistry with Brody King in particular, who seems to be her dad in wrestling, which is a cool dynamic. Looking after the youngins, you'll love to see it. She's like 22 or something like that. Awesome. Um... I think Julia does a great job. I think her development is very obvious uh, over the past couple of years. But let us know what you think down in the comment section. We're going to move over now to my third story, which I've completely forgotten because my brain doesn't work. Yes, it's the AW star uh, that The Undertaker wants in the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, Dustin Rhodes. No great surprise here. Dustin Rhodes, old school dude, been doing this since the 80s. I think the 80s late 80s, thereabouts. Um, Either way, he's been doing this for ages. Undertaker, old school dude himself, probably good friends. So there you go. Um, I'll read the quote from The Undertaker on his Six Feet Under pod, not just uh, a tribute to the awful death metal band of the same name, Here he is. Absolutely, 100%. This is a semantics thing at this point. I would imagine at some point down the road, I think his resume is Hall of Fame worthy. Talking about Goldust, Dustin Rhodes. Um, Obviously, we know the one stickler right now. And I think at some point, that goes away. The stickler is AEW, obviously. Uh, Then I couldn't see too much time probably going by that he wouldn't be inducted. So. Dustin is obviously day one AEW guy, pretty much. He left WWE quietly in 2019. He wrestled Cody at the first double or nothing, and he's still there with the company to date. Um, his brother has since gone back to WWE, but Dustin remains in AEW. He is, I mean, you can go back and watch old WCW footage on the network from like 1991, 92 or thereabouts, and he's there. Uh, you can go and watch the Attitude Era, and hey, look—it's uh, Gold Dust. You can uh, go to the mid two thousands, and oh crap, Gold Dust is having a comeback run, and it's really awesome. You can go into the next decade, and Gold Dust is there as well. Uh, and now he's over in AEW. So Dustin has had a long, uh, successful career in pro wrestling. A lot of ups and downs, but mostly ups. Um, I would—I've go- said this before, but I think he's one of the most underrated in pro wrestling history. Um, if you go back through his resume, and uh, years and years ago, he's having great matchups. Master- with the likes of Vader over here in WCW. And you fast forward to 2019, 2020, and he's he's in AEW and he's having these great matches with his brother. And, you know, they do the tag team thing for a while. And he's had some other bangers here and there as well. I really enjoyed his Lance Archer match a few years ago. Um, Yeah, Dustin rules, man. Uh, He'll be in the Hall of Fame one day for sure. Uh, When you look at some of the other resumes in there, some of them aren't even half what this guy's done. So yeah, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe they don't wanna put him in there while he's in AEW. That seems like something that would happen. Uh, I'm quite willing to believe that. And if The Undertaker's saying it, he probably knows for a fact. So hey, Dustin Rhodes kicks ass. We'll see him in there someday. He might just uh, need to um, change his employment situation before that happens, but I'm happy he's still in AEW because he's a positive presence. Um, oh, all right. Okay. Take a bump. To get lost. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds.
0: At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees, promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now we all carry around different stresses. They can be. a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/WhatCulture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com/WhatCulture.
1: Um, Kevin Owens! Kevin Owens! Do you like an injury update on Kevin Owens? This is a storyline, obviously, but. WWE has issued it nonetheless. They announced on Saturday that Kevin Owens had, and I quote, sustained an injury on SmackDown, a fracturing, his fourth and fifth metacarpal. These are hand things, I think. I'm not sure, but yeah. His hand was obviously battered around in that match he had with Grayson Waller on SmackDown this week. Austin Fury slammed it, stomped it into the steps, And afterwards, Grayson Waller went after it quite a lot in the match. Uh, They worked it over. The commentary team speculated on whether or not it was broken. Afterwards, uh, WWE uploaded a video where Kevin was going to get an x-ray on the hand. So they're selling a hand problem here. Um, It seems quite clear that that's what they're doing. Kevin Owens did win that match. He rolled uh, Waller up after he tried to kick the hand. Predictable move there, Grayson Waller. You got pinned. Eat it. And now Owens has been announced for this number one contendership tournament they're doing for the U.S. title. No word on whether or not this injury angle will affect his participation in that, but he is announced at the moment. Uh, and in there we've got him, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Santos Escobar, Bobby Lashley, Dragon Lee, Carrying Cross, and a mystery NXT entrant. So. I'm sure we'll have more updates on Kevin Owens in WWE programming, maybe on their website, uh, and we'll bring them to you as they come, I guess. No word on whether or not he'll actually miss any TV time. Maybe he'll rest in a cast, wrestle in a cast or something and load up with some steel and just take everyone out. That might break a few jaws. Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't go that far, Kevin Owens, but hey, get well soon in kayfabe, it, it, it's not real. Um, right, let's go over to your questions for today's video. They are from the YouTube community. Thank you so much to everyone who replied to the thread. in there. Uh, we're gonna try and keep these relatively brief today, but there's some good stuff in here. First one here uh, comes from my very good friend uh, Tamzid. I'm very sorry if I've mispronounced your name there, my friend, because I'm a moron uh, who would (laughs) like to know who will Cody Rhodes' first opponent be as WWE Champion. So we had a lot of questions here surrounding like the WrestleMania 14 main event. Should Cody face Roman? Should he win? Lots of questions on that. People seem really invested in that situation at the moment. CM Punk's arrived, Randy Orton's back. What's going on, guys? Um, But I went for this straight to the point, simple question. Who should Cody beat after he definitely beats Roman Reigns and becomes champion? My answer is Randy Orton. There's a lot of intrigue in that feud at the moment, and you could make the argument that it should happen before WrestleMania, but I think Randy, given that he was kind of involved on SmackDown this week uh, with the high-level stuff, if he kind of gets pushed out of the picture maybe a little bit, before this WrestleMania, and then Cody, his old protege, wins the belt at Mania, he might go, hold on a minute, how's this rascal got that? I taught him everything he knows in WWE. Not in real life, necessarily, but that would be reflective of WWE programming, because of legacy. So gives him the impetus to go after Cody. Uh, it's obviously a legacy, pardon the pun, storyline. Uh, I think it would do extremely well. It's something that a lot of people have hunger for. You have to do it at some point, and if you're gonna do it after WrestleMania, Randy, as Cody's first big opponent, makes a lot of sense. Makes more sense than just doing a random match. They, they often do after a big WrestleMania triumphs. So this has a bit more storyline heft. Another question here from, uh, read banned books, please. Uh, not advocating for all kinds of banned books personally, but sure. Um, (laughs) Do you think CM Punk has already gone heel? Uh, If you look at his two outings, he stared down the faces at SummerSlam, Survivor Series, sorry. Uh, And in his promo, he discusses talking to the wise man and I'm here to make money, not friends. Uh, And on the other part about everyone loving him in the back could be a smarmy heel. So yeah, he's planting the seeds for it. For sure. I think that that last line in particular in the promo, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money, uh, where he looked down the camera, was uh, needling you, nudging you in the direction that he's going to go heel. Um, I think that both parties actually, when it came to the debate on the promo on Raw, were kind of right. I think it was kind of a lame promo. But at the same time, I do think it's building to something really cool. So, um, and not always uh, advocating for, uh, oh, let it play out and all that stuff. Um, but in this situation, yeah, it's the sensible approach to take. Um, corporate man, punk, seems to be the root a uh, guy who's just in it for the money, guy who's sold out all his principles, I think that's very compelling. Uh, so I do think they'll kind of keep him like tweener-ish throughout the Seth Rollins program, and Seth will probably do the same. Uh, I think it's gonna be very good TV, but Punk at some point is going to be a fool on heel. And I do think you're right, they have sold the seeds for that already. And a nice, simple, but huge question uh, to end the day here. Uh, Zayamiko with a question saying, hi, Andy. Hello, friend. Uh, Saying long time subscriber that asks a question for the first time, in your opinion, which are the best matches on WWE, AEW, and overall in wrestling uh, of 2023? So matches of the year, matches of the year. So I'm just going to give you my personal picks These are not uh, objective at all. Uh, These are not based on any kind of uh, business or or crowd react. None of that. These are just my favorites from each company. I'll give you free from WWE. I'll give you free from AEW, and I'll give you free from other companies as well. So AEW, let's do this first. My match of the year in any company is Zack Saber Jr. versus Brian Danielson but it was perfect. Uh, I've also got Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli 2 from Grand Slam uh, and CM Punk versus Samoa Joe from All In. The personal bias there was in the building and it was absolutely magic. From WWE, um, Gunfer versus Drew versus Sheamus was exceptional. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair and Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov from NXT. Uh, actually, I, I could have put the Usos versus Sami and Kevin in here as well, but then that's free matches from WrestleMania. But WrestleMania was absolutely great this year. So, hey, it's a good time to be alive. Uh, And from other companies, these are all from Japan because I'm a nerd and that's my favorite place. Um, I've got Fuminori Abe versus Takuya Nomura from KT Dan. If you've not seen that, it's the most disgusting match of the year. And it doesn't involve uh, people drinking blood or anything like that. It's just hard hitting sheer brutality uh shingo takagi versus kazuchika okada from february in new japan outstanding and julia versus tam nakano from stardom in april those are my nine favorite matches that's a weird number of 2023 but let us know yours down in the comment section below let us know your matches of the year wrestler of the year whatever of the year you want i've been andy you've been sensational and so's this video bye